Welcome to Killer Kush, a podcast where we smoke <laughs> and talk about killers, caspers, and cryptids. My name's Lick Namak. And my name's Lady Coxenberg. Welcome to episode three, Travis the Chimp. Katie, what's your vibe this week? Uh, you know what? My vibe is kind of happy-go-lucky. I've been feeling kind of good this week. I feel like my antidepressants are working, um, so shout out to USSRIs. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the one that you're not allowed to, um, eat grapefruit on? So I didn't know that. Um. Wait, is that actually (laughs) the, is that the one? Nico knows. I don't know. I know, like. Are USSRIs different than SSRIs? Uh. (laughs) That sounds like a question for Miss Janice, my psychiatrist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but I'm glad that you're feeling good. Yeah, I just know that if you do, like molly or shrooms or anything and you're on an ssri you won't feel it unless you do like a lot of it because it blocks off your something Uh, yeah something is blocked off somewhere interesting that makes sense though yeah what's your vibe want to hear something that i feel guilty about this week yeah i placed an order for shein (gasps) oh yeah the chinese child labor website website that yeah. it's like two dollars for a bucket hat yeah when i tell you i'm about to be cute as fuck i'm about to be cute as fuck but i'm making some little kids work right now that like it was so in a hundred dollar order did you did you know it was did you know it was 12 well so going into it? N- no i know i know so deep down i knew yeah but so, like two of my friends just ordered stuff from there so i was like if they're doing it I'll do it just once because I never have. And if I get the yeah. stuff and it's bad, I'll never do it again. But if I get the stuff and it's good, you should. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Yeah. There's Shein and then Romwe. I ordered from like Romwe sophomore year of college, I want to mm-hmm. say. And I really did not know that it was a child slave website. And then I read an article afterwards after I placed the order. And it did explain all the cheap prices. So. I'm sorry, children. So they can, they're not gonna be able to listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, maybe they have like little radios, and yeah. one day this episode will go viral, and they'll hear us. You know how like Amazon has little meditation rooms where they don't they've got a a little square where workers can stand to take a break because apparently there's some people who are passing out and dying in their factories, and people are complaining about how there's no place for them to take a break or sit. So, so they, they made have meditation a breathing box. Rooms. Yes, they have a little <laughs> square where you can stand and breathe and meditate for five minutes. Oh, God. So you don't have to be... Yeah, there's also this weird-ass commercial where they were like, Amazon workers support local businesses. It was so gross. Why? Anyways, yeah. I feel like every single episode we talk about Jeffrey. Oh, I'm sorry. Jeffrey. Jeffrey Bezos. If you haven't seen Inside by Bill Barnum... Yeah, watch um, it if you want to. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's okay. Like, yeah, I didn't love the song parts as much as the parts where he wasn't singing, but it was, you Bro, know. when he was dancing with that light around him. Oh, it was so fucking Singing about being 30. Is he a DILF now? Is technically Bo Burnham a DILF since mm. he's 30? He's he's a sexy little guy. He is. <laughs> he's a sexy he's little a sexy, leprechaun. Yeah. He is. He just, he really locked himself in that room for a year. And after a certain point, it just was bonkers. like, just leave the room. Like, <laughs> we lived together during quarantine. And yeah. every single day, we watched each other go slightly and, like, more and more mad. Yeah. yeah. Picture being alone. 
I would have offed myself. I would have. And he was close. <laughs> he was he close was to it a few times. Like, Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> Bo. Jeff yeah. All yeah. right. Well. Okay. Uh, I guess it's about that time. Yeah, We're, it's, yeah. It's time to... Oh, no. Felonies <laughs> posted a video of your snake eating a mouse. Oh, my God. I, I had to put a warning. I was I, like, this is a lot. Yeah, <laughs> everybody welcome well, Felonies. Well, tell me why I watched it. <laughs> you me. watched it? Yeah, well, it was I was kind curious. Of traumatic, I like seeing how the, the throat swells around it. Yeah. I know how that sounds. So, listen. <laughs> Auga. Auga. Oh, oh, <laughs> um... So this snake starved for five months, like didn't what? get any food. Yeah, it was starved before I adopted it. And so I went in, adopted the snake. He was like, yeah, she stunted because she was starved for so long. So she's on a juvenile feeding diet. And because she didn't eat, she's on live feeding, which like most snakes eat frozen to thawed mice. She needs to eat a live mouse. And so we picked up this mouse because she... <laughs> He was so cute. He was a little ginger mouse. He had Don't the biggest it. adorable ears. No, what would his Nico, name be? Nico bonded with him. No. Like, of sat there and Nico just looked like at him. And I was like, yeah, Nico, and he was like, we might have to get rats one day. Because he just felt so bad for it. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this again. Because Linguini wasn't up when we got home with the rat. And I didn't want to, like, stress her out. So I was just going to wait for her to wake up. It took her like six hours to wake up. So this little mouse just like knew it was going to die for six six hours, hours? just bouncing back and forth. And then we put it in the cage and she struck it and strangled it. And we were like, oh, and then just watching her devour it. We were like, oh, you're an animal. Wow. We were hyping her up. But because of her neurological (laughs) disability, she would occasionally grab it and try to slither forward. But her head would just go up. So she would like raise it and flip it over. She's just a derpy snake. Well, the the mouse was dead. Oh. She choked the fuck. Yeah, she yeah she choked (gasps) it out. A moment of sight. What would his name have been? Probably like Gerbert. Gerbert. Like the biggest ears. Like it was. It was so cute. They were so pink. So what's your story? Oh, speaking of animals and the great animal kingdom, this week's story is Travis the chimp. Have you heard about Travis the chimp ever? No. You're lying, really? No, I really haven't. This oh is okay. My gosh. The hard part about this is gonna be you know I don't know pop culture. Well, I feel no, like we would have been we would have been ten years old when this happened. Nope. <laughs> okay, it would have been like on the news. My mom it was made me news. read a Magic Treehouse book in order to watch TV. Like I had to read a whole Magic Treehouse book in order to access any sort of technology. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Here's your mom. <clears throat> You can read this magic treehouse book and then watch this lady's face get bit off. What? Her face got bit off? Anyway. Welcome to Travis the Chimp. I, so I, I heard this case as it was going on. And so. And we were 10? We were young. Yeah. We were young. And when I was trying to decide what to do for this week, I was like, let me do some stories that are familiar that I'm curious about because I remember them vaguely, but I'm very curious about the details in them and this one is just very haunting and goes to show people shouldn't own big animals like you shouldn't own a tiger you shouldn't own a chimp like these wild animals deserve 
to have their space and be, if they are in captivity, in sanctuaries and things that actually give them the exercise and intellectual, like, you know, like they're really smart creatures. They can't just be trapped in a room. Exactly. Especially if you don't have like any sort of like special breed training. It's like sometimes people are really bad dog owners, but that's a dog, you know, Mm -hmm. versus like if someone was a a bad tiger owner the repercussions are a lot worse tiger so and you can't really Basking. tell and those those people would probably get the same animals in some yeah. places you know yeah like, well yeah, it's just anyways. people that are curious about like having it's the same people who want to own extremely venomous snakes oh, which why it's why, yeah why? it's like there's no point in keeping this creature that's deadly to you yeah. it's this weird human need of us to control the environment around us yeah weird. anyway Weird. So all the information that I grabbed from this, I got from a whole bunch of different sources. So Sinisterhood did an episode on this. And then I was going through a whole bunch of random like five minute YouTube videos, watching interviews. And then I read some articles and there's a really good one from the New York Times. But yeah, I would recommend anybody listening to this episode if you were triggered by like animal attacks or animal violence. Just... After we said that whole shit about the snake and the mouse. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> like that's like natural. If you are triggered by animal violence. Rip. <laughs> Katie's on the. There we go. Katie's on the sound box today. So, DJ. DJ Katie Kate. <laughs> It's just still so awkwardly long. Yeah, it just needs to be cut. Okay. Let's jump into it. So the victim of the story is Charlotte Nash. Uh, we're going to start the story with her when she's an 18-year-old runaway that had just made her way to Stamford, Connecticut, and was happy to return to animals. Stamford at that time was more country, like had a lot going on, was big with rodeos, had a whole bunch of horses around. It was like farmland. And she horse girl heart is smiling. Big horse right girl, now. you last week cult mom. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so she she had won a whole bunch of awards at a, at rodeos. She was running away from home, you know, living her little horse girl dream, following wow. following the horses as they go along, and landed in Stamford. She eventually ran into at a rodeo a lifelong friend, Sandra Harold. And was offered a full-time job taking care of their horses. So Sandra owned a whole bunch of horses and was like, Hey, dude, remember me? We used to know each other. Do you yeah. want to help me? Like, they were prob- yeah, they probably and she had was a really like, beautiful moment. Yeah. Like, she was petting the horses. And, I, and she was I like, wanted to be a big, beautiful lesbian moment. Yeah, uh-huh. Imagine like, that. Okay, imagine they're both in cowboy outfits. And she approaches the other one in the stable. And she's just, like, brushing the horses, like, mm. absentmindedly without being employed. And then the girl's like finger in bell loop hey you remember me i we'll remember these you. horses <laughs> professionally you want to yeah. help me with these horses will you uh do a little <laughs> oh katie just traced my leg <laughs> katie just traced my leg okay anyway so now now they work together and they have a beautiful friendship and so this is when charla's young like it's early so they have a lot of time together they grow and they travel and they take care of these horses and go to different shows and they become really good friends and years down the road charla and sandy meet a chimp at a roadside circus and the chimp loved sandy's gummy bears and would dance up and down for them. And from that moment on, Sandra knew that one day she wanted a chimp of her own. I'm so scared. Dude, like, knowing what's going to happen is making... Oh. Yeah. 
That yeah. is so... Uh... Well, this dream came true in 1995. Travis was a mere baby and came from a breeder outside of St. Louis. When Sandra got the news, they said, Sandy, your baby has arrived! It's a boy! Sandy had thought they were breeders, at least. Come to find out, the Casey's were a couple that for $10,000 purchased a mother chimp and its babies that were tranquilized in Africa. They then separated the baby before it was old enough and sold Sandra the baby a few days later for $50,000. Oh my... Tell me why they flipped the house but on a mother chimp from Africa. Isn't that nasty? That is... The Casey's were like, learned it best from Dumbo, that let me buy this so mother scary. and sell its baby. And they made a $40,000 profit for just selling the baby. That is, wow. Entrepreneurs. How many chimps do you think they sold just to random people? Yeah, how many other Travises are out there? Oh, okay. Sandy worshipped this chimp and wanted the best life for him. He got the best food, best clothes. Travis was even featured on a TV pilot that never took off. (laughs) That never took off. (laughs) Isn't that funny? Isn't that that funny? That is so funny. They got shelved. Got shelved. There's a there's a really cute video of him. He's a baby in it. Oh. He's pretty cute. It's like sad that he was a pet chimp, but also I was like, oh, oh he's, cute. he's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> he's just a little baby chimp. Uh, it's like sci-fi. Oh. Yeah. So scary. Knowing um, what he is going to do. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was clear that Sandra and Travis had an unbreakable bond, and everyone who met the little dude said that he was the most socialized family pet they had ever seen. It is said that Sandra and Travis ate together, slept together, even though Travis had his own bed, showered Showered together, together. showered together, bathed together was the exact terminology that I saw multiple times. They bathed together. And there's literal footage of them walking the family dog together where Travis has the leash of the dog. Travis is, like, walking the family dog. That is so cute yeah wow. so i felt i felt weirdly guilty or like seeing footage of them when he was a baby because i was yeah. like to an outside viewer it looks so harmless yeah yeah which is that encouraging then yeah he was so cute them? he was super funny and like yeah was completely harmless but then they get big you know yeah. <laughs> but then they, they get, get big, big. <laughs> jaws for <laughs> uh, uh, uh. the town loved him he would go out with sandy and the community would take pictures with him videos of him smiling and hooting and slapping people on the butt but as he got older things got worse he got less controllable oh can we talk about how his little funny thing that he would do is he would hop around and smack people on the butt and laugh and run away that is so funny <laughs> isn't that so funny yeah <laughs> like he just thought so it was funny cute. like isn't that adorable Sad. Travis started to get in trouble from time to time. One occasion, he jumped out of Sandy's car on the street after someone lightly re-earned the car. Travis opened the door and became frantic, chasing the car down the street. The cops were forced to come to the scene, and it wasn't until Sandy could calm him down slightly with his favorite snacks that they were able to tranquilize him. Dang. So this occasion is the first time that he was getting a little bit bigger. Yeah. Sandy was losing control of him because he was no longer a baby chimp that she could just carry around. Yeah. He was smart enough that he opened the door yeah. and then got pissed off at this car that like ran into them and started chasing the guy down. The guy yeah. originally stopped and then Travis was like, oh, I'm coming to you. And the guy sped away because Travis was banging on his car. Oh my God. Yeah. That is crazy. And then they couldn't get him to calm down and they literally had to give him like pistachios, I think was the thing that oh, he was his like. favorite food. Just All right. pistachios? For some, for some pistachios? He said, okay. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> Anything. I'll calm down for you. Yeah. <laughs> he had started to become an adult chimp, gaining massive amounts of weight. 
He became medically obese because of how Sandra spoiled him with lobster, filet mignon, and other pricey foods. Once he reached sexual maturity, it's hard to maintain care for a chimpanzee. In the wild, it has sex 50 times a day and fights for the hierarchy of its group. A captive chimp needs ways to exert this energy. As Travis got less exercise and mental stimulation, he became increasingly volatile. He was so horny. He was dangerous. Yeah, isn't that funny? (laughs) That is so funny. His testosterone was just going bonkers. That is crazy. Wow. Big horny boy. (laughs) Big horny boy. Damn. And she didn't research that, though? Did she just really want a chimp that was sort of fun? Well, I think because she had other big animals, like horses and cows and these other things, she was like, I know how to take care of big things. And it was fine until Travis went through puberty. You know, like, they're little humans, basically. Yeah. It's kind of scary. No, that's wild. And their physiology changes so much as they mature, because their testosterone gives them so much more muscle, and especially if she was overfeeding him, he was fat then, which means that he just had, like, a whole bunch of weight, you know? he was a powerful little chimp. Yeah. Well, they're not little. He could... They're kind of big. Take a man down. Like, a full-grown adult chimp is kind of big. Yeah. Which is scary. He was like 200 pounds. Okay, Lady Gaga versus this chimp. Who do you think would win? Lady Gaga in what era versus this chimp? Mm, like, pop. I think Art, Art pop, pop could... Era. Art Pop could handle it. Chromatica would be like... Chromatica would falter. No, literally would be like one punch in and get eight. The jazz one is just standing on the sidelines, just not even looking yeah, at him, you know? Yeah, I don't think that it would engage with the chimp. Yeah, it, it definitely would not engage. Yeah. Yeah. And any early Gaga would just literally spit on it and like curb stomp it. So I yeah. think most Gagas would. But, and yeah. then and then she'd probably like wear it out. Yeah. A very end of midsummer moment have for you Gaga. Seen Cruella. Speaking of wearing things. Have um, with Emma. Yeah. No. We'll talk about it. I know. I need to see. I heard it's she's good. a girl boss. Wait. Uh, we never <laughs> asked. Girl, girl boss. boss. Gatekeep. Gaslight. What are you feeling this week? <laughs> <laughs> I'll think. Oh, we always forget to say our pronouns. <laughs> My pronouns are he, him. My pronouns are they, she. Girl boss, gatekeep, gaslight, what? Girl boss. I feel girl boss this <laughs> Big week. Big <laughs> girl boss moment. Yeah. I feel I feel girl bossy too right now. I've yeah. been doing a lot and I bought two new coloring books, so I feel Aww. like a girl boss. I love that. Anyway, so back to the story. After the passing of Sandra's husband and one of Travis's other caretakers, Sue, it became hard on Sandy to keep up with Travis. So by her side this whole time, she's had her husband to help her take care. And Sue. And Sue has helped take care. And Charla's been helping. It became hard for Sandy to keep up with Travis. Uh, She then had begun looking into rehoming Travis to a sanctuary specializing in chimpanzees, but struggled with the guilt of letting her baby go. So she was looking into... I don't care about your guilt. Yeah, like, I I mean, I kind of get it, though, because he was... When shit hits the fan, he's 14. Travis is 14. So Travis was just going through puberty, was starting to become a full-grown adult. Her husband dies. Mm -hmm. One of the other caretakers die. She's getting older. Charla's getting older. Yeah. You know... She was looking into it, but also it's like, that's the last piece of her family that she has. Like, her husband and her best friend, Sue, are dead. Yeah. Travis is the last piece of family she has. So I I get it in that sense of the pet being family. Yeah. But I, I respect that she was looking into it, which means that she was concerned. She kind of knew 
Yeah, that's something. And everybody around Travis, when he was getting older, knew that he was getting to be a little bit too much. The occasion, like, him getting out of the car and banging on something, those things started to happen more often. So, she was just losing control of Travis. Yeah. Welcome back. Hey. (laughs) Katie's currently eating some, um... Oh, welcome, yeah. welcome back to the chat, Philanese. I was kind of sad for a second. No, I just I was like, I told you I just had to get Vaseline for my dry ass lips. Mm-hmm. And period. Yeah, we took a break, guys. Let's jump back into it. We're gonna get right into the chaos. February 16th, 2009 is a day to remember. Travis the Chimp is 14 at the time of the incident that swept the nation. The day starts and Travis steals keys from Sandra and escaped out the back door and ran into the garden. He ran from car to car wanting to go on a ride. He was a little more intense than what he normally was, acting out in a way. Sandra said that she tried to coax him with a few of his favorite foods but nothing was working. As Charla helped take care of Travis, Sandra called her in a panic and asked her to come over immediately. When Charla arrived at 3.40 p.m., she brought with her Travis's favorite toy, a bright red almond doll that squeaked, and she walked through the gates to the garden to try to calm Travis down. She started to show it to him, and a moment later, Travis lunges at Charla and attacks her. So she comes over to the house mm-hmm. because Sandy is concerned that she's not going to be able to calm down Travis by herself. Yeah. And Charla has known this chimp since he was a baby, so has a very yeah. close relationship with well, this chimp. Well, and she's like the only other caretaker kind of alive, Yeah, right? to help out. And she's like the one who like picked... Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so, come to find out in the toxicology report for Travis's blood, Travis was on Xanax. So he was already going a little bonkers this day, and Sandy was trying to calm him down. So he had Xanax in his system, which in primates, it can either calm them down, but if it doesn't calm them down, then it makes them have rage, it makes them very irritable, it like does the opposite effects. And so... So it amped him up. It amped him up. And he just wanted to go on a ride, which I thought was kind of like funny you know he was like let's get the fuck out let's go party and Sandy was like no and then Charlotte shows up and she has his favorite toy which is like this little red Elmo doll and she's like squeaking it at him to try to get his attention to get him to come inside and he immediately jumps on her and puts his hands on her shoulders and pushes her backwards immediately attacks her wow when she's quoted yelling at him to stop She's like, Travis, stop, Travis, please, stop, please. Like, begging him. Because before this, he's never attacked, attacked anybody, you know? Oh. like, And he's been a very, quote, civilized, friendly pet chimp. Yeah. So this was a, a moment that took everyone by surprise. And so everybody thinks that it could have been the Xanax. One other thing that could have made Travis react to Sharla is she had a new haircut. Oh. She just changed her hair as so he, well. he was probably already feeling, like, enraged. And, and he thought he a stranger that, yeah. had his favorite toy. Yeah. Which but made then, him... Yeah. I mean, obviously, it still doesn't... What about, like, smell and things? Like, other... That, other I mean, I don't, yeah, know. I don't know. I'm not a uh, primate expert. <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> I think that if he just saw somebody with a different haircut with his favorite toy and he already was, like, enraged... Yeah, true. And fr- Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a stranger to him. And that primate instinctual moment, you know? Yeah. It yeah. Because it's much more visceral. And this is the first person he's ever attacked. Exactly. And one of his caretakers. Yeah. So, Charla screamed at Travis to stop, but he knocked her against the car as she ran backwards. Charla doesn't remember most of what happened, but could only really hear Travis screaming over and over and over again. The attack on Charla lasts 12 minutes. 12 minutes? 
12 minutes of him the descriptions the verbs were peeling oh yeah no 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 pulling peeling no. ripping undomine ah. <laughs> yeah terrifying right deep oh. breath so during the attack sandra because she's on the sidelines right now she just watched her chimp attack her best friend and only other like loved one Sandra grabs a shovel at first and starts beating it over Travis's head. When this has absolutely no effect, Sandra runs and grabs a kitchen knife. She stabs him repeatedly as he ripped off Charlotte's face, tore off her fingers, and pulled at Charlotte's body. Oh my god. Sandra says in an interview with 60 Minutes Australia. It was like stabbing my own child. He looked at me like, Mom, what did I do? And I tried to pull him off of her and I couldn't. He was just too strong. So... She remembers this moment where she had stabbed him twice and she'd pulled the knife out and he turns around and blank stares at her, like stops and stares at her and then goes back to tearing her face off. And she, Yo, cause it's he's... like a moment that haunted her for the rest of her life. It, wow. She was like, it was this moment that all of this innocence that she had, she like realized that she couldn't control what was there. And it's really scary to think yeah, about. Yeah, the pure animal instinct still yeah. remained. Yeah. And he was like, this is the right action to take. Exactly. I am an animal. Exactly. Sandra then starts calling 911 after she stabs him and still he hasn't backed off. She runs to her car and calls 911. I want to warn everybody that we're about to play a clip from the 911 call. It's uh, really graphic and intense. If we already haven't been too graphic and intense, it's just you hear her screaming and you hear Travis in the background. So just a warning, we're going to take a second and listen to it as well. We'll be right back. What's the problem there? The chip killed my friend. What's the problem with your friend? I need to know. With a gun, with a gun. He ripped her face off. He ripped her face off? He tried to attack me. Please, please, Okay, I need you to calm down a little bit. They're on the way. days where i am so happy to live this boring old life yeah <laughs> and listening to that voicemail made today one of them <laughs> holy shit dude when she's like she's dead she's dead wow it's so scary <sighs> so it's long that's uh yo you heard about this when you were 10 yeah this was everywhere when we were 10 like, this is national news when we were 10. This clip specifically came from, like, a news place that was published a long time ago. Wow. Oh. Um, wow, wow, wow. Crazy. The full-length call is way longer than that. Sandra's on the phone up until the police arrive. What you just heard was, like, a supercut of portions of it. That's just a supercut. 
so just picture the tra- <laughs> um picture just like the trauma yeah. that those few moments yo being on the phone and watching your chimp eat your bff for nine minutes for yeah well plus the the attack happened for 12 minutes so it oh. wasn't until nine minutes into the call that police arrived that is cr- terrifying and she yeah. literally stabbed him she stabbed she stabbed him while she beat him over the head with a shovel stabbed him multiple times and he still was tearing charla apart which is why she was like you need to shoot him you need to kill this chimp yeah yeah which is so sad she said bring the gun get here fast yeah wow so nine minutes into the call officers arrive at the scene by this point travis began eating charla's body as the police pull up, Travis came around to the driver's side door of the cop car and is drenched in Charla's blood. When the cop pulls up, Travis then leaves, chewing on Charla, and goes over to the police car. He first tries the passenger side door and it's locked. And he comes to the driver's side door and because it was the driver's side, it was unlocked. And so he pulled it open. No. He is currently standing covered, covered in, drenched in blood, blood. face to face with the police officer. Meanwhile, Sandra is still inside her car on the phone with 911, screaming, Shoot him! Shoot him! The officer is forced to shoot Travis four times, which caused Travis to stumble backwards, defecate, and run into the house. When he pulled the door, this happened instantly. The officer immediately drew his gun and shot him four times. He shot him three times, and he didn't back up, and so he shot him a fourth, and he stumbled backwards. And then he ran... And then he pooped himself. himself. Okay. <laughs> and then ran. And they thought at the time that he ran into the forest, um, but he actually ran inside. No. Uh... Yeah. The officer gets out of the car and goes to Charla's mostly naked remains of a body. As he gets close, she reaches for his leg with what's left of her no, left arm. No, she was still alive. She's, she's conscious this no, entire time. No, no, Charla. Pieces of her scalp, fingers, and flesh are thrown about the yard. Travis died in his bed from the stabbing in a fatal shooting. So Travis goes inside to his bed that and dies. It's so wow. Yeah. By the time paramedics got to Charlotte's body, she barely had a pulse and was completely unconscious. She had no nose, eyes, or mouth. She had only her thumb on her right hand, and her left hand was completely disfigured. All of her facial bones had been shattered. She suffered multiple surgeries to repair her face. She wore a veil because she felt too disfigured to be seen in public. She was then, due to her extreme and bizarre scenario, offered an experimental full face transplant and double hand transplant. Why hasn't anyone made a movie out of this? This shit is absolutely crazy. I didn't Google if there was a movie. Yo, like, what the fuck? Wow. So she's alive. No. She, like, made it. And... Due to the scenario that happened, she's put at the top of the list for an experimental face transplant. And so a normally... double hand transplant. So yeah, they're both like not common procedures, obviously, but are procedures that happen regularly. And the hospital that it was being done at had never done them both at the same time. When they did it, everything was really good after the Is surgery that... and they were like, rock on. We oh. did this thing successfully. Oh, I thought it was going to go wrong. These procedures are very intense as they have to reconnect each blood vessel and rejection rates are very high. The surgery took 20 hours in total. It seems like all went well until after the surgery. Charlotte developed pneumonia and sepsis. Due to the infection from sepsis, both of the hands were rejected. So immediately after the surgery, she was good. And then post-surgery, she developed pneumonia and sepsis. And then both of her hands turned like purple and black and started rotting away. And they had to remove them. That is so disgusting. 
Charla currently lives in a rehab that facility. Is so nasty. <laughs> yeah. Charla. I know. Charla currently lives in a rehab facility and is constantly working on recovering what her life once was. Part of this recovery is building enough strength to undergo another double hand transplant. She said, I dream of the day that I can ride a horse again. Mm. During the wow. years after the attack, Sandra became a recluse. She was never able to overcome the guilt of what happened and lost the will to live. The reporters and journalists started to put flowers at her door and notes trying to ease Sandy back into the world with support. So she was so sad and didn't leave her house for so long that the people yeah. that were there to report about her started putting flowers at her door. Yeah. They felt bad for her because they knew that she wasn't doing anything. They were like, oh, she's sad. Everyone she loved died and she watched her friend get attacked and nearly By died. her son, basically. Yeah. You know? Wow. So these flowers never really worked for her and she dealt with the trauma up until the day that she died. She was said to have only cared for animals in the end of her life, leaving bulls out for raccoons, hand feeding deer in the yard, and supporting other people who cared for chimps. She ended up co-adopting a chimp named Chance that was very young. Sandy was able to visit this chimp at its sanctuary a few times before her death. It was said that her last happy days were spent tickling and laughing with Chance. So after, she doesn't really talk to a lot of people, and she just takes care of animals, and yeah. wants to care for another chimp, but knows that she can't do it again. So she just supports it financially. So she financially, yeah. And yeah. she just goes to see the chimp sometimes. Which is probably what she should have done in the first place. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. A year after Travis's death, Sandy was sitting looking at the clouds when her chest got an intense pain. She called a friend to come over because she was scared. They drew a bath that didn't ease Sandy's pains. Sandy slid on her pink bathrobe and slippers and went to the Rock Rimmon Road to meet an ambulance halfway. At the emergency room, it was determined that Sandra's aorta was bulging and that she needed emergency surgery. Two hours into operation, Sandra's lungs filled with her own blood and she suffered from asphyxiation. Sad. Yeah, so she basically had an aneurysm. Yeah. And drowned in her blood. Wow. Which is really sad. A year after Travis died? Like just exactly a year, a year, yeah. Which she was just towards the end of that is when she started meeting with Chance because she was trying to process and cope. Like she was trying. Yeah. And then this thing happened. Yeah. Which is just sad. Because she never meant for Travis to go bonkers, you know? Yeah. It she, just, yeah. she knew better. It's a really huge mistake, you yeah. know? But... Charlotte was in the process of suing Sandy for $50 million to cover medical expenses and such. Due to Sandy's death, this proceeding must be carried out with the state to receive more than the 80000 that was reclaimed for the liquidation of Sandra's possessions. Charlotte is still in recovery to this day. So basically, when Sandy died, they sold everything that she owned. Because wow. there was no longer any of the heralds left. She had no family members. Yeah. So they just sold everything and paid and gave it to Charla, Charla, which was only 80000 out of the 50000 that she needed for medical, medical bills. expenses. Yeah. Or $50 million she needed for medical bills. Yo. Yeah. That's fucked. Yeah. And so Charla has a daughter named Brianna, and Brianna's been a great help to Charla throughout all of this recovery. And it's really cute seeing her talk about her mom. After... She saw her for the first time. She was like, my mom's face was completely disfigured, but the most important things were there. Like, her cheekbones were always the thing that I remembered the most, and those were still the most prominent things yeah. on her face. And was just and so sweet alive. about it. That's, it's cool yeah, that exactly. And Charla is like, I'm glad that I can wake up and hope for a better day every day. And in interviews, they're like, well, is today a good day? And she's like, it's always getting better. She's yeah, like, I don't know when a good day will come, but every day is getting better. 
which is just a good way to look out. And she really is working. She's living at a stay in rehab facility to constantly be working to get her strength up to get the double hand transplant. And she also, I think, was doing restructuring on her face as well. So, yo, <laughs> she was attacked by a chimp. Yeah. For 12 minutes. Yeah. And she was conscious. Yo, I like that. Like, oh, that finger, literally, like, her face was oh, no longer. Makes me nauseous. That's disgusting. Yeah. Imagine having to sit in that. Oh. Yeah. Ugh. Well, I was most curious about, I don't know how she didn't drown in her own blood. Yeah. Because if she didn't have any of those, like, she didn't have lips, she didn't have a nose, like, uh, uh, all of that, all, well, her esophagus must have been pulling with blood. Like, I don't know how she didn't die Die somehow, unless yeah. maybe she was, like, rolled well, over okay. facing the ground. So this is sort of a little more spiritual, spiritual. Yeah. Boop, boop. But um, there was this person who said a lot of people don't die until they're ready to die. Like, the will is very strong. And if you have a really yeah. strong will to not die. Which she said in an interview. She was like, I was not ready. So, she was like, I knew that I had more stuff to do. She yeah. was like, I, I knew that my purpose, which she claims is, like, taking care of animals wasn't done. Which is still cute that she's like, this animal almost killed me, but my sole purpose in life is to it's take care of animals. them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel about that. Wow. So that's Travis the Chimp. Yeah! Thoughts, feelings, emotions? Well, th- literally, Felonies, if you couldn't hear her, just sit down, and I would like <laughs> to second that. Yeah. Yeah, that's like... It's intense, dude. Yeah. It's crazy. Three sentence summary, Katie. Um, well, first I have to say I sort of imagined it happening in New Hampshire in a way, like in a very foresty. Well, it happened in Connecticut. Aria Star. Oh. <laughs> happened in Stamford, Connecticut. But th- is it kind of grassy there? Yeah. Yeah. I imagined it in a grassier, sort of foresty, mm. a place that would have ticks, you yeah. know? You yeah. kind of imagine them all as elves. Yeah, I definitely imagined very... It felt very horror movie-esque. Yeah. Yeah, the 12-minute epic battle scene, if you Between, will. Between, yeah, yeah, Charlotte getting her face yeah. chewed off. They both take their last breaths together as he... Like, That'd be very dramatic. Here's yeah. your TV writing degree <laughs> coming in. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Three-sentence summary. Here we go. Sandy wants a chimp. She gets a chimp. Chimp rips off Charla's face. <laughs> Is that all of it? <laughs> poor Charla. <laughs> poor, comma, poor Charla. Good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Rock on. Thank you for that story, Nick. It was very well done. Thank you. Yeah, it was very good. Yeah, I was very, I, I was very interested in it, which is always the best when you're curious about a story, you know? Yeah. Being able to dig into it and surf through the sources is fun. Yeah. All right, everyone, find us on social media at... Killer Kush Podcast. We're talking Twitter, we're talking... Instagram. Instagram Facebook. Fi- Facebook. <laughs> we're not on Facebook, are we? Yeah, we have, a, we have a page. Ew, I didn't know that. Well, I... I'll follow us. connected to Instagram. I'll, I'll follow us. Yeah. What do, what do we have to lose? Oh, I have to call my Aunt Cindy. Oh, sorry, Aunt Cindy. <laughs> also, if you are wanting to submit a sound of the week, click the form in our description down below. We're looking for submissions. I can come up with sounds this whole this whole podcast if we want, but also I'd love to do ones that you guys want. So please click submit. The link. Click it. Anyway, we love you guys. Happy third week, everybody. Thanks for listening. If anyone's out there, we love you. We love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
So we're just sitting here talking about the case with Felonies because it was really intense. And Katie was Googling more about Sharla and found some stuff out that I didn't find in my initial dive. So Katie. Oh, I found an article from August 2nd, 2020. And it said, first U.S. recipient of partial face transplant dead at 57. Um, so yeah, that was <coughs> Carla Nash. So she would have been 47 when the attack happened. Yeah. Or 46 when the attack happened. Yeah. That's sad that she died, though. Because all the stuff that I found was last in 2019. Yeah. And she was very, very, very hopeful for a strong recovery and was wanting to get a new eye put in, was wanting to like do these things so she could better her life. She was very, very excited about getting all of the feeling back in her face. She had just started to feel in the new face. And so she only had like her chin and her nose that didn't have feeling. And all the stuff that I saw that she was interviewed in 2019, she was super excited. Woof. <laughs> and hopeful that's just so sad dude like i could cry yeah wah, wah, wah. yeah that's crazy oh sad anyway everybody but... say bummer on three one two three bummer <laughs>